بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد In the famous hadith regarding the month of Ramadan wherein Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam introduced the month to Sahaba and explained the different virtues of this month Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam labeled this month as وَهُوَ الشَّهْرُ الصَّبْرِ and this is the month of patience so among the various different explanations and deductions from this part of the hadith some ulama have mentioned that one month from twelve months Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala labeled as shahru sabr the month of patience and eleven months of the year are shuhuru shukr the months of gratitude and shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is to illustrate to us the ratio of the opportunity Allah will give us during our lives for shukr in comparison to sabr. In other words, we generally enjoy more of the ni'mats of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, much more of the ni'mats of Allah, than we are put to test by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In comparison to the losses, our gains are much more. And if a person looks at every situation like that, then inshallah we will be scoring in the time of difficulty, in the time of loss, then man should not panic. We should not feel it's the end of the road. This is a temporary phase and a passing phase. And a, and a short proportion, a small proportion of our lives in which we had to suffer and endure and express sabr and patience on the halat and the conditions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may have brought upon us. But a larger portion of our life demands from us shukr and gratitude because we enjoy more of the ni'mats of Allah than we, are, than we suffer losses. One person came to Imam Yunus ibn Ubaid rahimahullah, an earlier muhaddith and scholar, and he complained about difficulty in livelihood, poverty, things are difficult. So Yunus ibn Ubaid rahimahullah asks him, and he says to him, tell me if I have to offer you a hundred thousand coins for one hand, will you give me your hand? He says, no. He says, if I offer you a hundred thousand for the other hand, will you part with that? He says, no. If I give you a hundred thousand for your leg, and like that he kept on making these offers and posing these questions regarding the different parts of the body. At the end he tells him, he says, I see you to be a millionaire and you are complaining of poverty. This was to draw his attention to the other ni'mas that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed him with. Man generally, you know, he rushes to conclusions. إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ خُلِقَ هَلُوعًا إِذَا مَسَّهُ الشَّرُّ جَزُوعًا وَإِذَا مَسَّهُ الْخَيْرُ مَنُوعًا That when he suffers any difficulty, then he panics. He feels it's the end of the world. Now what am I going to do? What's left for me? And when he is enjoying good also, then also he hastens and, and, is, and is too quick to think that if I'm going to spend, I'm going to lose out. I'm going to get poor. So, إِذَا مَسَّهُ الْخَيْرُ مَنُوعًا When he's got good and affluence and luxury Allah is blessing him with, then he is miserly. Then he doesn't want to part with that also. So that is the condition of man. But Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the sunnah of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teaches us to have the proper mindset and to look at the halat and conditions for what they re- really and genuinely are.
So times of difficulty and taklif, many people are suffering in the dunya today, throughout the globe, here locally as well in different forms. Via the recent floods, many people have been affected. And if not affected through the floods, and some person is affected through with sickness, and somebody with the financial repercussions of COVID and the restrictions that, that were placed on us the past two years, and some are suffering in some other way, Whenever there's some kind of suffering and taklif, view it like that, that this is a passing phase. My beloved father, rahimahullah, Allah falis qabrul nur, when he used to console people at the time of difficulty, then he would mention this. He would say it's a passing phase. In other words, these days may be difficult, but inshallah it will pass and then better days will come. You'll even forget about this difficulty that came upon you. Remind yourself of this, because that is the system of life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us this lesson in Quran as well. إِنَّمَا الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَى إِنَّمَا الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَى The difficulty is always sandwiched by two periods of ease. There will be a period of ease before the difficulty and there will be a period of ease to follow the difficulty as well. So when we are in difficult conditions, remind ourselves that this is now a passing phase. Inshallah, better days are to come. You know, a great example of this particular mindset and how to view taklif and test on the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is found in the life of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which is filled with examples of for every situation, filled with lessons for every situation. The sahaba radiallahu anhum also had to suffer so much but their sabr was exemplary. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu says, Bulina bidharra'i fasabarna wa bulina bisarra'i falam nasbir. We were tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with difficult times, difficulty. And we were patient, we endured that. But the test that we, we failed, that was obviously through his tawadu, he mentioned this, his humility, that we were tested by Allah with affluence thereafter and luxury. And that was the test that we failed. Insan, we generally feel if we are not suffering any loss, we are in the time of prosperity, then everything is all well and good and this is the ni'mat of Allah and I'm fine. No, that is also a test from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَأَمَّا الْإِنسَانُ إِذَا مَبْتَلَاهُ رَبُّهُ فَأَكْرَمَهُ وَنَعَمَهُ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي أَكْرَمَنِي Allah says when insan is tested, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests insan by blessing him with ni'mats and honor from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then man is satisfied and he says, Rabbi Akramani, my Rabb has honored me. In other words, I'm alright, I'm sorted like we say. He doesn't realize that this is a test also. And when Allah tests him and makes his livelihood difficult and constrained, then he begins to panic and complain and say that my Rabb has abandoned me. No, this is not the yardstick to know whether you are favorable in the court of Allah or not. Kalla, Allah said after that. Never. That's not the case. If somebody is enjoying ni'mas, it doesn't mean that he is honorable and favorable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala automatically. And if somebody is in taklif and difficulty, it doesn't mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has abandoned him, humiliated him. The anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam who are the closest of the bondsmen of Allah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the most beloved to Allah were tested the most. If somebody is suffering a period of difficulty and taklif, it's never a sign that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has distanced us, Allah has abandoned us, na'udhu billah. So I was mentioning an exemplary uh, 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 example is that 
of Urwa bin Zubair rahimahullah. Ulama quote him as an example of sabr. <coughs> Urwa bin Zubair was a great muhaddith in Medina Munawwara and his life has many different angles and aspects from which we can draw lessons and inspirations. But just this one particular aspect. <coughs> Urwa firstly was the, among the greatest students of his aunt Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha. Two years before Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha had passed away, he had said, he said that, Alhamdulillah, I have acquired every single hadith that Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha had. Otherwise, he dedicated himself to attending the lessons or acquiring a hadith from his aunt Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha so much that he had acquired it all well in advance, so to say. That was his zeal to acquire knowledge. His zeal to pass on knowledge, he was among those few who we learn about and read about among the Salaf and the pious predecessors that used to pay the students. This was in the time of Sahaba and Tabi'un. Urwa is a senior Tabi'i. He used to pay the students to come and acquire hadith from him. He would pay them to listen to his hadith and then he would say, this is so that hadith can pass on in the ummah. If I don't do this and they don't listen to my hadiths, and I will take my ilm with me to the grave. If at that time already they were supporting students of deen to come and acquire knowledge of deen. Imagine in our zamana, to what extent we have to go. Even, in other words, even if it is we have to pay someone that come and learn the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that must be done. Because in that is the broader good. In that is the greater good for the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we spoke about this in brief a few days ago at the beginning of Ramadan and the example of Abdullah bin Mubarak rahimahullah was quoted. The topic today is different. Urwa rahimahullah is quoted for one particular incident in his life of sabr and that was when he traveled from Medina Munawwara to Damascus. Walid ibn Abdul Malik had become the Muslim ruler. Walid was the governor of Medina before that. So he had some old ties and friendship with Urwa. He summoned Urwa rahimahullah to Damascus. Urwa had seven sons. He took one of his sons with him. Some ulama say that was the most beloved son to him. En route, while he was still en route to Damascus, he got injured on his foot. And it was a severe injury. But he continued with the journey, hoping that he would get some treatment when he reaches Damascus. But by the time he reached Damascus, gangrene had set in. And they had to amputate his leg from his knee down. So he lost that limb of his. And by the way, when that limb was lost, when that limb was, was severed, then he made dua and he said, Oh Allah, you know that I never walked with this limb to haram ever in my life. Allah give us tawfiq. Can we say that? And these limbs Allah has allowed to remain with us. Can we say that we haven't used this foot to go towards any place of haram and to do any haram? Then while he was in Damascus, that son of his was kicked by the horse in the stable which resulted in his death. So two great losses he suffered on that, on that journey. When he returned, he didn't complain. When he returned, he only repeated the statement and the words that Nabi Musa salam said in his journey to Khidr salam, لَقَدْ لَقِينَا مِنْ سَفَرِنَا هَذَا نَصَبًا In this journey of mine, I experienced some difficulty. Some difficulty. In other words, this much if I say, it won't, it won't constitute being dissatisfied with the decision of Allah because the Nabi of Allah said this also. لَقَدْ لَقِيْنَا مِنْ سَفَرِنَا هَذَا نَصَبًا 
And then he made this dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is the reason why I'm quoting this entire incident. To show us how we should view times of difficulty and taklif and tests on the side of Allah. He said, Allahumma kanu sab'atan fa'akhatha wahidan wa abqayta sitta. Oh Allah, I had seven sons. You only took one and you left six. Allahumma kunna arba'atan. Oh Allah, I had four limbs. Two hands, two legs. فَأَخَذْتَ وَاحِدَةً وَأَبْقَيْتَ ثَلَاثَةً Oh Allah, you took only one limb and you left me with three. اللَّهُمَّ لَإِن كُنْتَ أَخَذْتَ فَلَطَالَمَا أَعْطِيتَ Oh Allah, if you have taken away ni'mats from me now, then for so long you had given them to me. وَلَإِن كُنْتَ بْتَلَيْتَ فَلَطَالَمَا عَفِيتَ Oh Allah, if you have now put me into test, then for so long in my life you kept me with afiyah. In other words, Urwa rahimahullah was making shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That, oh Allah, I had seven sons, only one I lost. Although, ulama say that was his most beloved son. But see what Allah left. Allah left me with six more sons, alhamdulillah. Allah took away one limb. But see what Allah left. Allah left three more limbs. Allah has tested me now. But for such a long time in my life, Allah never tests me like this. This is how a mu'min should view the situation. And in that way, inshallah, benefit by making sabr, being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the taklif that has befallen me is not worse than, than, than it actually is. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu says that I take consolation from three things when I'm, when I'm beset with any calamity, I suffer any loss. And one of those was that lam takun a'zama mimma kanat. That the musibah is not worse than what it was. Like we say among ourselves, by alhamdulillah, you know, it could have been worse. Generally, when a man suffers an accident, a car accident or something, then you know, he's injured, but he still makes shukr and he says, you know, it could have been worse. This should be the mindset in every test, in every taklif, in every any loss. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for those who are suffering any type of difficulty, any loss, in, of any form, health, wealth, near and dear ones, etc. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replace these days, these trying days with better days soon. Very soon, inshallah. Wa akhir da'wana, alhamdulillah.